the Thanksgiving Super Bowl. Here at Super Bowl 46, we got Thanksgiving Super Bowl. Coming down, it's the turkey, it's the chives, it's the stuffing, it's the batter. It's coming up, it's the Thanksgiving Super Bowl. Shoving up your asshole. Oh, lots of stuffing up your asshole. The dreams, I, I get stuffed like a turkey every night and roasted while my family looks at me. And they lick their lips and, and uh, they have that electronic slicing wand that they have at fancy Thanksgivings. And they're slicing slices of me. I'm like, Grandma, Grandma, don't don't take out the delicious stuffing. And she's like, I can't hear you. I'm salivating too much. Uh, Thanksgiving Super Bowl, getting eaten by your family. Uh, honk, 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 Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for, Stephen? Um, I'm thankful for the pandemic, calling out the weak people, uh, making the weak people... <laughs> die and, the, and now we have a stronger society as a result much stronger much more unified yeah. um are you just seeing like margaret sanger in hell her <laughs> tear dripping from her face uh eugenics has finally happened on a large scale no they're trying though they are trying with the eugenics i was reading an interesting Wait, article who's trying with the eugenics uh, oh everyone everyone in in the west they're doing eugenics they're what? El- what you talking about? They're eliminating, um, you know, th- they're trying to get rid of stuff like Tay-Sachs disease, which is a terrible disease. It should be gotten rid of. It does qualify as eugenics. Yeah. Um, but you eugenics know. is when you want to get rid of the bumps in the nose. You know, that's bad. Well, yes. But <laughs> it's... Uh, so I was reading a very interesting article in The Atlantic called The Last Down Syndrome Child. About the last how, Down Syndrome mm-hmm. child, not unlike the 1980s movie, The Last Unicorn. Sorry, go on. So in Denmark, um, they, uh, in like the 90s, would regularly have maybe, I don't know, like 2,000 children born with Down Syndrome per year. And last year they had 19 because um, mm, so, they're doing genetic engineer because they're like doing genetic screening right. and like parents are aborting the kids yeah so it's an interesting article it's pretty even handed um because it does talk about uh you know how hard it is to raise a child with down syndrome but it goes into talking to women who've had abortions um who mm-hmm. considered having an abortion and didn't who had one and regretted it or who had one and didn't regret it. Um, but the most salient or interesting point that it made was that a lot of the access to this kind of testing is uh, only available for people of a certain class. Mm-hmm. And so then when we have less children born with Down syndrome, what ends up happening is we'll have less services for people who have Down syndrome and the people who are born with Down syndrome will more and more be lower class people. And they'll have less services to rely on. They'll have less acceptance in society. So it's kind of not a great situation in my it's opinion. Gattaca. It's it's You're talking Gattaca here. Well, it's not as bad. I mean, it's... It's not as badica as Gattaca. Yeah, it's not as bad as uh, it's not as badica, but uh, yeah, no, uh, offloading disability onto the uh, onto the poor is uh, has always been the game, you know. Yeah. Why I mean, it's not uh, <laughs> a, like a good, uh, personal a good, care workers are not exactly it's not exactly a middle class job, you yeah. know. I mean, a good answer is like, well, make, let's make this service available to everyone, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, 
the other point they make that this is one that's more up for debate is that um, so the author kind of indicates that it has been over exaggerated how bad it is to raise a child with Down syndrome, which I don't know. I mean, I just have uh, to. You know. I don't know. I have family that have. That I say they hard, but uh, definitely they love my cousin with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. and he's like an integral part of their life. You know, I'm sure you know the difficulty of raising a child. From what I can tell, the the family that uh, my family that has a Down syndrome, everyone has a Down syndrome person in their yeah. family. Do you have a Down syndrome person in their family? Um, I not in my family that is alive. I did. I mean, in further back, but uh, yeah, do you, you know, do you remember your family's relay? I like, I can they, only speak yeah. to generally positive interactions with my I, cousin. Yeah, they put that person in a home, unfortunately. Yeah, that but, is not so great. That, um, that is that is what will happen more and more, is what you're saying. Well, the home that there aren't homes like that anymore, really. Um, maybe there there are, but they're expensive. Mm-hmm. So the the other thing the article talks about was they uh, they actually talked to someone with Down syndrome about the fact that people are trying to make it so that there aren't any more people with Down syndrome and he's fully aware yeah. and his basic reaction is he just starts crying so yeah well not, uh, saying that you're wrong and we don't want any more of you is it's yeah it's pretty damning mm. <laughs> pretty fucking horrifying. It's like the way you are, you're special, you're good, but given the option, (laughs) it's such a horrible indictment of everything you are. And, you know, they they can understand that. They can understand enough to be existential, you know, which is fucked up. I can also, but I can understand the impulse to want to terminate that pregnancy. So, yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be like, you know, do I want to put the extra effort? I got my, I chopped off my dog's balls because I didn't want to make the extra effort of raising. <laughs> mm. So you know, I'm, I'm already going to castration. You know, yeah. it's well, just a hop, skip, and a jump away. You're, yeah, you're already damned to hell because of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did it. <laughs> I cut off Imagine, my cute dog's balls. Imagine if that was like the one of the principal tenets in the true religion was like you're not allowed to uh, neuter any animals and just like uh, every, yeah, and like Bob Barker is the devil. Everyone's in hell except for the people uh, yeah. who don't have animals. Yeah, except for the people with unneutered pit bulls who are like they ate toddlers but they didn't neuter their dogs, yeah. so it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, friendly. He's friendly. They don't understand. Pitbulls are gentle creatures. No, I love pitbulls. Yeah, the I don't need to talk smack about that. Uh, pitbull ban is no more in Denver, Colorado, as of this election. Hell yeah. Wouldn't it be great if there was just an immediate increase of pitbull murders? Just mm. like They're not murders, All over though. the city. Are they, you call them murders. They're not murders. With these pitbulls, they are. <laughs> they raise these pitbulls to be like gacy pitbulls. You know, these pitbulls are hiding little boys under the floorboards. These fucking pitbulls. Oh, man. <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah my pit bull you know just ejected a lot of hookers with meth and <laughs> these these fit fucking pit bulls are out of control yeah uh yeah so I that's what i'm saying it's, Th- it's that's also a uh speaking of eugenics people want to eugenics pit bulls as well yeah well the you the, you like there's good eugenics and bad eugenics i mean tay Sachs disease the ability to eliminate that is great because Tay-Sachs involves a baby dying in like three months slowly. Yeah. 
That yeah, we can all agree that's some good human husbandry is yeah. eliminating that. So that's good. Uh, some good artificial husbandry. Yeah, let's not call it genetic artificial husbandry. That's the new nickname <laughs> for it. Uh, and but what? Okay, well, here's what I find interesting is. Whereas, you, you know, there's a lot of people in the Down syndrome and there is a Down syndrome community, but there's not like a, a culture surrounding it as there is around, say, deaf people. And like deaf people sometimes, I know this because there was a Scrubs episode about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> where sometimes deaf people, if it's possible for their child to hear, uh, right. if, to get a surgery so that they could hear, they will they will say no. Because, yeah. you know, we want to raise this child in deaf culture. We believe that. You know the deaf way of life is is uh, beautiful in yeah. its own way, and you know we shouldn't interfere with that. And also, there's a there's the whole issue of communication because if the parents are deaf and the child they give the child the gift of hearing, then the child will yeah. not learn sign language. Well, they will. Well, they they would learn sign language. Maybe but, uh, it might be alienating from their parents. That's yeah. that's for sure. Um, so you know that's that's a, another thing to consider. You know when you're uh, when you're uh, ethnically cleansing, not ethnically cleansing, but when you're cleansing the gene pool, <laughs> as we right. are going to be want to do as it becomes easier and easier and easier in the future. Uh, don't take that. Please don't audio clip that out of context. Yeah, I would really hate voice. for the phrase "cleansing the gene pool" your voice. <laughs> to be clipped out of context. Uh, I am Jewish and short and sickly. I am not, I am not, absolutely not a Nazi. I am the first on the list. Oh, you're not <laughs> the, the first. first to go. You're not the first. Yeah, you're right. I'm not the first. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm further up the list than you. Oh, you, you mean com- you compared to me? Are we comparing? Yeah, who would be killed by the Nazis first? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be killed by the who Nazis. Who would they get to first? They wouldn't get me. I'm sorry. This is my admission of privilege. I have what's called, what's, what's the German word for white privilege? Weißprivilegen. Weißprivilegen. What if I only referred to white privilege that way? That would be. Weißprivilegen. Oh, you mean my Weißprivilegen? <laughs> Like I'm sure oh, only, you look up uh, what's the German for privilege I don't know <laughs> let's just go with vice privilege let's just go with vice privilege that's the funny. name of the episode this <laughs> vice privilege yeah uh, I'm just thinking about woke Nazis you know um well <laughs> I I think there is you know some aspects of the alt-right will capitalize on wokeism of a certain stripe in order to do racism like how um obviously israel's not nazis but any authoritarian regime will say like if if they're like developed um and they have some sort of gay rights regime will say look how well we treat our gays and look Mm -hmm. how poorly the palestinians treat their gays which clearly gives us the right to fucking nuke them you know which clearly gives us the right to punch their children in the face you know so Lots. I think there is a form of woke identitarianism yeah. that can be used for genocidal ambition. Lots or like going it's on. the same. Lots hmm? go- I said lots going on in the discourse this week. Uh, the the uh, Jeremy Corbyn stuff resurfaced, so there was a lot of Israel talk going on. They let him back in. Well, but then enough. they but then they like does it, didn't they do something else that was insulting though? I don't remember. They're always that guy's just gonna get kicked around his entire life. 
Yeah, his new that's his new thing is <clears throat> just to get kicked around. He is the he is truly the British Jimmy Carter. Who was it that said guess was it Nixon that said you won't have Nick, old Dick Nixon to kick around anymore? <laughs> I don't know, but I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that he was like uh indignant at the people. I've done so much for you and just because I bent the rules a little, yeah. you fucking abandoned me right away. You pricks. No one ever liked me. <laughs> Yeah, Nixon was our greatest president. Nixon was our greatest president. (laughs) He was the best. Also, don't clip this out of context either, please. It's it's called irony, okay? God. Oh, no. We're flirting flirting with the Pepes too much. I I sort of... Because you know who flirts with the Pepes is the post-left people. They're always Mm -hmm. posting ironic left gripers. But uh, (laughs) secretly... Secretly, yeah. they want to be the gripers because they want to be the, uh, they want to believe in something. Yeah, everyone needs that. Well, that's the thing, I guess. When you're too grounded in, when you're 100% grounded in material analysis, you will, you, you know, the human soul needs an ideology. So. Yeah, you need, you need, it's. It's sort of something that I was uh, thinking about. Maybe something that we've talked about on this ep- on this podcast before, but um, one of the lines from Christopher Hitchens in The New Atheists in general, I remember, is Christopher Hitchens said, the most overrated virtue is faith, which is, that is a fucking crazy lie. Because faith is, like, they faith is the best one. That's mm. the one that keeps you going. That's your ability to believe the irrational thing that everything's gonna be okay. You know, that's the most important one. What are you talking about? If we didn't have that one, we'd just all, like, kill ourselves immediately. The belief that things can be better, um, and whether that manifests as, you know, a god or an ideology or a theory is, like, that's that's all we got, baby. So, you know, fuck you, dead-ass Christopher Hitchens. Yeah, you're Nah, dead, he's alright. I like, I like, he's okay, yeah. He's dead. He's, Gotta respect the dead. He's dead. I lasted longer getting waterboarded than him. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> hey. Um, but nice. yeah, the fatuousness of the new atheists in general, and that evolved into the language of logic pedantry that Ben Shapiro uses, mm. and that people on the right, like Sargon of Akkad, it became that the language of the the dominating you know everything can be explained with rationality which is in itself you know a form of faith scientism and you know the liberal idea the liberal enlightenment idea that we can explain th- things can be rationalized always so is uh, let's at work let's there. pivot to the permanent coup or the permanent revolution um <laughs> Com- commandante donald <laughs> commandante donald <laughs> Uh, Noriega, how's, Donald Noriega. How's the view from up there? What do you got? What do you think's actually happening? Is it a coup? Is it a tantrum? No, I think the the reports we heard from inside the Trump camp was that he's just doing a little bit of theater for for the people. I I think he's I think he's tired. Even though Trump is like fame hungry, I think he also knows there's just easier ways to be super famous. And I think he's going to do what he always wanted to do from the start, which is Trump News Network. I think that's mm, what's going to be in the works. quite a bit of money to, to start an operation like that. So, but uh, this is not a, a disagreement. I just think he's going to latch on to either Newsmax or OAN. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, that's absolutely... Or Washington Times and get a bunch of money from the Moonies. But yeah, I think he's got to pay off his debts, uh, so he's got to shore up some capital real fast, and I think the best way to do that is to create the alternative news. Uh, alternative mm. to even Fox News, which is a funny development, because Fox News called the election for Biden... Um, like, uh, the, the, the Trump people are saying that, oh, you know, Fox News is MSM now, which is very funny. <laughs> yeah, well, Fox they News are. is mainstream media they shills. Main, they are mainstream yeah. media. They're just the other They are, are mainstream media shills, but, um, they were not considered that right up until they called the election for Biden, mm. pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't, you know, it's not good. I don't think we're going to have a... Uh, uncontested presidential election again for a while so that's bad yeah it depends on how uneventful the biden years are right yeah if nothing significant happens with biden and uh covid gets dispersed i think uh <laughs> it is getting dispersed <laughs> what <laughs> it is getting dispersed yeah. Do you mean well? You yeah, mean not a distributed. Word. Yeah. Uh, if COVID gets, if if the vaccine ends up having a significant effect okay. on uh, the spread of COVID, I think uh, it's a slam dunk to re-election. Um, if nothing else happens, and he just right. toes the fucking line. Yeah. Nothing else can uh, happen. He needs to just like not do anything. But for example yeah that's it's the biden strategy just you know just wait you know just sit and wait you know you're not your interference is only going to uh affect things negatively in a way not unlike calvin coolidge oh oh cool coolidge biden's who is famous for not doing anything well why don't we uh listen to this big band tune again that i like (laughs) Just uh, the fingers. day we we had old peppermint candy ice cream that we uh, listened to. Peppermint candy ice cream was the name of a proprietor of a local mock shop, and I said, "Hey, peppermint candy, uh, put on the 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 new tune by the Four Alls." They were they they all had an all in each hand. Now all it's a it's a some sort of picking tool. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, I you know I mean it's hard to know I. I Biden has to do something about COVID and anything. The first thing he does, the Republicans are going to flip their shit and be like, he's a tyrant. <laughs> uh, yeah. My prediction, Maybe. my prediction in 2022 is if they take the house back, the Republicans are going to impeach Biden. He thinks for the Hunter Biden stuff. Yeah. Or for whatever, I think that's, uh, for literally I think whatever. Th- I think that's a canny prediction. I'd like to see how that. Uh, I'd like to see how that prediction plays out. For they're gonna but, just uh, come up with like Biden stole diapers for his adult diaper problem from Venezuela, and he's a socialist, yeah. and we're impeaching him, and then they're gonna impeach him because that's what that's where we're at. Um, I guess that's that's like what the the GOP is particularly good at is like knowing which way the wind is blowing with their base and just immediately conforming to it. Like, now you have QAnon people like Marjorie Taylor Greene in in uh, yeah, Congress. She's, like, doing push-ups and, in her office. Yeah, she's hot. She's <laughs> getting, fucking hot. Gotta not get too, ready for the Not war. too afraid to admit the QAnon congresswoman is... She's a, she's a cutie she's, in yoga pants. No, she's not. 
That's all I'm gonna say. She's not. At I'd all. fuck her six ways. I'd fuck her in the air. Hey, fuck her. I'd fuck her sideways. I'd fuck mm, a Q style. I don't. I tie her into a Q. Somehow, My penis is I a little tip. I, yeah, I don't think you would. Somehow, I would do a Suspiria on her. I would <laughs> use my psychic powers to crumple her up into a little cue ball. Yeah, uh, and then I, you know, spin it rapidly. This claim on is my disputed. penis, on the head of my penis. Uh, so if, uh, if you tweet the words election and fraud, and it doesn't matter if any other words, uh, Twitter will add a little, a little um, tag to your tweet that this this claim is disputed. So if you tweet, oh like, my God. so if you actually tweet that there's no evidence that the election was a fraud, Twitter will add a little tag, being like, this claim is disputed. It's very yes. funny. Um, so in Matt Taibbi news. Um, Taibbi news. The latest. As I've said before, Matt Taibbi is soy Billy Corgan. The latest, uh, uh, <laughs> the latest uh, person to suffer from incurable Gen X disease. He <laughs> Despite all my rage, I'm yeah. still working at Rolling Stone. Well, so he was awarded an honorary, honorific uh, something from Bard last this last graduation. Bard College. Because he went to Bard. He but went to Bard Taibbi College. Taibbi recently tweeted that he's, the tweet was, it's nauseating how many educated people are in favor of censorship. And so I okay. think he's talking about how that New York Post article was censored, and oh, also, the Hunter Biden shit, and then also the general uh, sort of debate around censoring lies, fake news, or fascist content. Man, I didn't even register that the Hunter Biden shit was censored because even though I guess they censored the New York Post, uh, all the pictures I saw that day were just Hunter Biden pictures. So mm-hmm. it just was like, yeah, but did they really censor it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I guess they did. I guess there is a genuine free speech issue with these corporate giants, but, you know, we're not going to have a nationalized Twitter anytime soon. I don't know how, I mean... Government Twitter! Sure, it's... it's oh, let's get on government Twitter yeah, today. It's not great, but it's... It, I don't think it's new in any way. We had censorship in newspapers before that. I think Taibbi's playing a chump a little bit in that anything new he's nothing new is happening we've always had censorship yeah i think um another another cross podcast shout out citations needed Mm. uh a lot of it is about media criticism and they're always talking about i mean censorship what is the line between editing and censorship i think that's really something that we've uh, seen a lot of people have uh, people thinking that if you cross the line of editing too much, suddenly that becomes changing the information significantly to change a few words up or to omit some information that one person deems unnecessary, but the other doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. what qualifies is that. So, you know, the line between concision and and information erasure is is blurred now, I think, because everyone is hypersensitive to the idea that information is being blurred. Back in the day, when a fact was wrong, 
people would just repeat it confidently forever <laughs> like <laughs> that it didn't matter yeah. that's the other thing that's the other thing about like uh, oh back in the day walter cronkite there was one new source and people believed the same thing yeah they all believed that fucking i don't know that uh cigarettes gave your baby a nice hickory smoke glow you mm. know having having one or two news sources isn't necessarily ideal either which is why it's you know weird to me when I see people lamenting the fact that we have this disunity by the fact that we have more accurate information and the ability to dispute lies better. Um, right, and the thing that's weird to me about the uh, the anti censorship argument is that generally uh, Taibbi is in favor of a centralized government doing massive programs that would require surveillance and censorship. And I mean, so what I started is maybe it doesn't follow necessarily. You could p try to pick apart the argument, but when it is comes Matt Tybee, like an authoritarian sort of, uh, no, but I'm guy? thinking no, uh, well, depends. I guess he's not an anarcho. I've never heard him refer to himself as an anarcho. He's, anything, he's so like, I, a, I suppose your suggestion he is, would be correct. He is, um, you know, basically a Bernie guy. So, but the thing about that, this is my train of thought, is that if you do try to implement a nationwide health care plan, you need a certain amount of censorship and surveillance. Explain how. Um, the cen I mean, that's, I guess that's where my argument, I'm trying to connect the dots with censorship. It's more well, about surveillance, um, but... Surveillance in that you, it's just another form of Id identification, and now the government. I mean, the government already has a database of all your health problems, so you know. Do they? It's not, how, it wouldn't how be that they, different. What do you mean? What do you mean they? Where's that? I don't know. You don't think the government can access your chart? You don't think the cops, like if they have a warrant, you know, they can't access your chart? They're or not something supposed like that? to because of HIPAA uh, laws. Yeah. But um, when when the so when the government like but. So the I mean, they're not supposed things, to, but you know, you, more, you know, the government has access to all your healthcare shit. No, they don't. You know they do it anyway. No, they're not supposed to, and yeah, they're not supposed to. But you know, come on, yeah, come on. There's you know a big difference. There's shit. a big difference between come on and then and and and, and then it being okay because you can catch them, and if you catch them, they'll stop. But so the the censorship thing comes into more with you know regulating and um the social media which the left often requests regulation of facebook and twitter and the surveillance comes in with the healthcare stuff because in order to keep well, what would the sense like censoring anti-healthcare anti-anti-socialized healthcare points of view or something like that or or, or like where would the send I'm, I'm it's harder to see the censorship yeah the censorship I get the surveillance i mean the censorship stuff comes in with you know the the New York Post censoring, like it not it would not, it would be more like censoring someone like Hunter Biden, maybe not having a government health care plan, having a nice health care plan, or uh, I, I don't know. know. I, I I don't see it. to me like if you're talking about censoring, maybe it would be like if if we were talking about the authoritarian you know, science health, would it be censoring, like, people that say 
you should i would love to censor homeopathic medicine people actually i would love well, that, to fucking yeah, which, make sure they can't which medicines are their speech yeah maybe there are medicines available that they don't want to pay for but the, oh, my, my argument is not necessarily in the specific but more general that when you're on the, the position of wanting a central authority with a lot of power to do things like control everyone's health care insurance, then it's hard to be anti-censorship. I mean, censorship is a tool that they use to control the population. Yeah. So, but I would I would argue it's just, you know, private corporations collect information right. and, you know, your cow to them as much as you are a central government. So, well, one we're just not. operates more we're, efficiently. That's that I don't find necessarily true. We're not as cowed to the corporations as we are to the government because the corporations <laughs> don't have the um, ability to force us with or use violence. They don't have the, you know monopoly on violence well depends on where you are i mean like detroit is is one example where the uh quicken loans right. security team effectively has been legitimized to use violence against people um i mean y y the the communist argument is because you know cops only protect the interests of the wealthy then yeah it is the corporations that actually have the true power of the state you know it is them that directs the power of the state and not the state itself uh so i don't know and obviously uh what what i really am afraid of is just uh military directive you know i'm just afraid of the militarization of everything i don't know how i'm getting to that from here mm -hmm. but <laughs> uh so i i don't know it, it I don't. I have no fear about um, the government necessarily gathering more information, especially like the U.S. government, which knows everything about you anyway, um, through metadata and other such nefarious products that's, of the NSA. I think that's a little overestimated. I mean, first off, we don't know because because dear old Glenn Greenwald won't release everything or didn't release everything. We only released Release a little bit. Release the lost tapes, Glenn. Um, and I... So I, I wish we knew more about how effective the NSA is at using this metadata. Because what one thing I do know that the government has to do is purchase location data from private companies. Um, mm. And they're allowed to do that because they're purchasing it so they don't need a warrant. But that would indicate that they... Maybe the NSA... Has having a problem with too much uh, collection, like they're they're swamped basically with mm -hmm. info, which is great. They're not focusing on the right people. One instead, they're yeah. watching. You know, well, one instead they're just what <laughs> one tactic people could use is to try to create, if you no, know, basically DDoS them and try to flood them with metadata. So there you go. Everyone's got to buy five or six iPhones. And then <laughs> everyone's got to buy Amtrak tickets that go across. Yeah, buy, buy a penny candy at several thousand convenience stores right. in your area every day. So put each iPhone on an Amtrak train and have it crisscross the country. <laughs> and the NSA, if we all do this, we go from 300 million iPhones to, I don't know, 2 billion. 
And we have them crisscrossing the country. NSA's not going to know where anybody is. There you go. We can beat them at their own game. But won't the Amtrak people just be looking? Uh, yeah, it's a pile of iPhones <laughs> in the train again. <laughs> no, we dress the iPhones up in a trench coat. And we use Siri, the male voice. Yeah. Uh, not three iPhones in a trench coat again. <laughs> they've, they've bought a ticket on Amtrak. They got some sushi down in the basement of, uh, right. of Grand Central, and now they're throwing up. And so in this way, we bolster Oh, Amtrak the, goes through Penn Station, not Grand Central. We bolster... No, they go through Grand Central when they're repairing Penn Station. In this way, oh. we bolster the economy and save Amtrak. Let's do it. Let's do my plan. That's I'm Joe run. Biden's dream. I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest this to the Biden transition team and yeah. not let them know it's an anti-NSA... Yeah. What should be the subterfuge? Uh, I guess um, just the subterfuge should be like the, the iPhones. Here's what you do: you don't even have to hide the iPhones because the iPhones are just about. Uh, hey, don't you miss letters? What if you could send a high tech letter to your friend? <laughs> and it would also be about reviving the USPS, but not actually giving more money to the USPS, but giving more money to private corporations. So it's yeah. like we're sending iPhones with messages like "You're great" and "I love you" and Pell grants. And yeah. so that uh, I do it. Let's go back. I like this uh, idea of which is worse, right? The government or the big corporations? Um, and that's a because that's an interesting dichotomy. You can you know there that is sort of two different types of people: the people who are scared more of the government having too much power, and then people who are scared of the corporations having too much power. Um, mm-hmm. And the the intersection of governments and corporations that's why people are so scared of russia because russia has an oligarchy and mm-hmm. you know are we an oligarchy too some people say yeah yes. ba- virtually i think um the thing which uh it's not that i i guess i'm not really afraid of government because at least for oh a, a little white boy in canada in the 90s the government was quite benign to me i mean obviously the canadian government is more monstrous to indigenous people uh and impoverished people recent immigrants uh you know all the all the all the usual suspects but um yeah your experience of a thing informs the thing you know uh the Canadian healthcare system cured my mom's cancer twice for no cost, which is why I have a very high opinion of the Canadian healthcare system. I mean, obviously, the healthcare system didn't cure it. Doctors cured it. But I didn't have to fucking pay for it. And my mom, we weren't bankrupt as a result. Well, you know? maybe it would have just gone away on its own. It might have gone away <laughs> if she just if she just drank more uh, Cambodia from Dr. Cambodia? Oz. Yeah, Cambodia. Uh, no, I think that's some sort of like quack weight loss medication or something like that. Okay, I don't know what you're talking Makes about. Makes you shit a lot, um, like psyllium husk. Psyllium husk, that's good for your colon. So It's good for your colon. The a lot wor- of gays eat it in order to flush out the colons. The World Economic Forum recently had a tweet that they had to delete because it was attracting so much negative attention in which they had a picture of a smiling man captioned with, in the year 2030... You'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. Uh-oh. <laughs> People like private property. Yeah, That's they do. what America's whole thing is. Well, so the idea basically is like the uberfication of everything. So instead of owning a car, you're going to call an Uber. Instead of, um, I don't know, 
owning a computer, you'll be rent. You'll be like renting out a computer. You'll be renting Instead out your phone. Instead of owning food, you'll just eat the food, and then they'll pump your stomach. Well, you'll live like in a you'll live later. in a small apartment with no kitchen, and you'll okay. And Uber will deliver your food, so everything is gigafied. No one has, and and then it'll also apply to your labor. So you won't have a job. You'll have a series of gigs, and you'll rent your labor out. So we're gonna have the everything is rent rent based, and that's kind of the idea. And it's behind. It's this. Um, but who controls? Who are the owners, though? Just the people that had the things to begin with. So the World Economic Forum is like the Davos Group. Oh, the, the the spooky people and like the Bilderberg people, right? So it's a you know an elite group of people who go to these hoity-toity meetings in Switzerland and decide what's going to happen for the rest of us. Um, that's the that's what the the tinfoil hat wearers are worried about in terms of the corporations, the Silicon Valley style Ubers and WeChats. Amazon Davos Yeah. So and then so ev- all the jobs are just going to be like delivering stuff or dry like, you know, I don't know. Hmm. What do you think about uh, that? so but no one will have down syndrome. So we're mm. eliminating the class of people that would be happiest with those jobs. Thank you future hmm. terrible. No, I'm sorry. Hmm. That was that was bad. Yeah, you're going to get canceled. I hereby Am cancel I gonna you. Am I going to get canceled for that? I have hereby I don't know. What are you, you talking about? There's always those fucking weird-ass, like, feel-good stories where this Down Syndrome guy runs his own restaurant. Really, his dad runs it, and he uh, serves, you know, people as a way. Hereby, people love him anyway. You're hereby doubly canceled. Um, that's another thing. Restaurants. Uh, goodbye, restaurants in America. Goodbye. No more waving, dining experiences. Bye bye, Frasier. Goodbye. No more Frasiers. Actually, there will be restaurants, but there will only be for the rich. Well, or so there, be there will be movie theaters. Be but yes, uh, everything everything yeah. will be Kelsey's. Everything will be Outback Steakhouse. I mean, that's McDonald's good. will that's fall good. to Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, no more movie theaters either. Most likely, uh, also, they will all be Outback Steakhouses. <laughs> you see, Guitar Center went bankrupt. Guitar Center went bankrupt. People aren't buying physical. It's too. It's people like DJs too. Yeah, much. they like their bleep bloop music, man. They don't like Skinner. Yeah. The real yeah, it's music. because you know you fail to downsize because you think uh, rock is gonna live forever, and no, it won't. Mm. It's studied in schools now, like jazz. Yeah. People thought jazz was gonna live. For- man, <laughs> I feel like to be like a, a jazz guy in the thirties. Like, I'll be jitterbugging till I'm dead. You know. And then these rock kids come along. Fuck you, old man. They spit in his eye. <laughs> they push him down oh, some man. stairs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I immediately went to the jitterbug. Obviously, Jazz achieved perfection with bebop. Bleep blop. Bleep blop. <laughs> Not really. Jazz achieved perfection with Sun Ra. Not really. Jazz achieved perfection with uh, uh, Quincy Jones's high fly and nasal quartet. Where he he used his nose to blow into the assholes of five pigs. Oh, I found a really great um, National Review of Health thing. Uh, I, can, I think it's NHIM or something about uh, case studies of, of of people who have fallen victim to a nefarious prank where you insert a pressurized air blower in up someone's butt, and what happens mm. to your insides when 
you uh, blow very high pressure air up their butt. That looks so fun in cartoons and the inflation fetish yeah. community. Well, basically what it does is it, expl- it explodes your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and you can and you can die that sounds terrible yeah yeah so of course this one guy's 24 and now has a colostomy bag for the rest of his life because his friends uh. pranked him by putting a high pressure air tube like industrial and pressed the go button and they blew up his intestines Ugh. yeah Ugh. yeah uh. <laughs> I don't like it. And I don't like it. All three case studies were um, pranks. They were like these people are people like do murderous pranks. Yeah, that was not we. Did, I guess we did pranks, but like people do the thing where they like put a firecracker in someone's butthole and like while they're sleeping. Yeah, and then that's the prank. No, the, and you the, know, there's yeah, you prank someone. You like you put their hand in whipped cream while they're sleeping, and then and yeah, then they wake like, them up and they get whipped cream. Well, on you their do face. that. They put it in their mouth. They choke on the whipped cream. They're dead. You know, you're paying their widow. <laughs> they're allergic uh, to dairy. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. We're just gonna do some harmless summer camp pranks. You know, in just ev- gonna put some shaving yeah. cream on your hands. That's a great yeah, horror movie. Everyone, every uh, single t- prank you do, they're allergic to something in the prank and they die. Yeah. Yeah, the prank <laughs> war descends into madness. Yeah. That's a good premise. Deadly prank war. Uh, we're, no, pitching, we're pitching genius movies yeah, over here. Yeah, let's pitch some movies for the... Let's pitch some, let's pitch some movies. That we get to, okay, we get to rent out the movies in our rent economy on Netflix. Yeah, we're, we're here's some rental movies for you. So uh, you're driving along the highway. What's that you see? It's mm-hmm. a deer, but he's walking on his hind legs like a man. Uh, and what's he got in his hands? It's an iPhone. He's thumbing around and he's not paying attention. You said, hey, you say to the deer, hey, guy, you know, if you're walking on these roads at night, you should not be thumbing around your fucking phone. And the deer says, fuck you. I know what I'm doing. I'm fucking drunk as shit right now. I'm going to beat your ass. You go in the road. You know, you and the deer are having it out. Its hooves are very hard. It's got a longer reach than you. Uses its antlers to poke you in the eye. Um, You're standing there. You're trying to remember your judo training, but you're not skilled. You know, it was all for naught. You know, it was more of just a thing where you wanted to feel the temporary Russian power, uh, you know, that you get in a gi to pretend to shadow box against an opponent and now that you're actually boxing against a motherfucking you know six foot five ass stag you know pummeling you with his goddamn hooves uh you you're nothing you you realize you're just a little dick bitch so what do you you have to do you have to get an air pressure tank and (laughs) just blow up his intestines just blow up the deer's intestines by sticking it up you know one fell swoop you know you're a bloody pulp you're on the road, you know, but the oh. deer's gloating. The, the deer's, you know, circling around you. He's being a dick. You get to your trunk, and you get your handy fucking air pressurizer nice. with a specialized nozzle designed to slip into assholes more effectively. Yeah, let's remake No Country for Old Men where Javier Bardem <laughs> is putting it up. Hey there, friendo. <laughs> yeah. uh, please bend, bend over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember any of that movie. I remember he says friendo and he's got a haircut and uh, it's bleak. 
And yeah. Woody Harrelson gets shot. Yeah, and Tommy Lee Jones is just like, this is, I think he says, this is no country for old men. Yeah, he says hey. it in the movie. Hey. hey. They said the thing in the movie. They said the title in the movie. Like, we we are the <laughs> Avengers. Uh, No country for old men. That movie should be called Old Bitches Can't Hack It. Yeah. Fucking shit. That movie should have been called Boomer Remover. <laughs> bye bye, Anton Shakur, original Boomer Remover. <laughs> Man, the Boomer, the original Boomer Remover. COVID is the up uh, the second one, but yeah, the mostly boomers getting it. Uh, boomers and older. It's uh, boomers. Uh, still, it hasn't yeah. affected the young people as people thought we're well, gonna we have. We got a lot of boomers here. There's too many boomers. There's too many boomers. Tone, there's too many boomers. We're in a boomer. They're remover. growing a lot. They're growing like tumors. <laughs> no. I got that's That's the premise for a movie is boomer tumor. Many, like, many such cases. Jenny the millennial was mad at her boomer mom. <laughs> and then she developed a cancer that wouldn't stop do, saying boomer shit. Like, how do I open PDF? So and shit. You know the and meme? She's just constantly rigging at her head. You, the boomer tumor. You know the meme uh, that's just many such cases? Are we, have, no, have, what is that? That's because I think Trump said it at one point. People, many such cases. I would just want to, like, that COVID-19, many such cases. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's pretty good. Yes. Many such cases. Boomer tumor, many such cases. What else would the boomer tumor say to you? Hey, man, the Beatles were the best band ever, and John Lennon was a prophet. Do they love John Lennon, or is like disillusionment with John Lennon more no, of a feature? They, everybody of loves John Lennon. He wrote, uh, uh, he wrote that one tune. Um, uh, he, wrote, he wrote that one song. Uh, hold on, don't say it. Imagine nope. there's ah, a penis. Which, what is the name of the song? It's easy if you can. What is it called? What no balls it? below us. Above us, just your ham. Uh, fuck me in the asshole. Come inside my ass. Fucking jizz and me. <laughs> uh, imagine my have no teeth. <laughs> it's easy Ooh, if you can. I love that. I love when there's no teeth on a on John Lennon. And I can toothless John Lennon blowjob. Mm. Wow. Hey, are now we disrespect? Talking. We should not disrespect John Lennon here on the day of the anniversary of the death of JFK. Uh, been, Is it the anniversary of the death of JFK? Yeah, I've been getting into arguments with historians on Twitter about the awesome, <laughs> telling them that the CIA killed JFK, and they're like, no. Bet you have uh, someone. So this is what happened. The guy was like, "I bet you haven't even read the Warren Commission." And I was like, "Oh, you mean like Robert Kennedy, who also refused to read the Warren Commission?" And then I linked him to the, a New York Times page saying, "RFK refuses to read Warren Commission." And his reply to me was, "RFK was a conspiracy theorist too." And I was like, "He's the he, well. was, he was the Attorney General. He was going to run for president, <laughs> and then was also murdered by the CIA." Yes. Uh, wait. What is your so you 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 think Kennedy was uh, murdered by the CIA? One hundred percent, man. Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Uh, 
I you don't one of the theories is that it was accidental and they just took yeah. advantage of nah, it. Now that's the that that's one? the Matt Chris Christman theory. That's the Kush bomb theory. Well, you do you not believe the lone gunman theory either? No, it was um it was there was a different gunman. There was not so the Maybe yeah, there were two. I don't know if there was one famously, or two. Famously the trajectories didn't match up. Yeah, I don't you think know, from where Kennedy was shot, it looks like he was shot from behind, from the ground, not from, uh, not from a great height. Yeah, the angle was, of the bullets was yeah. such. I don't think it was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald at all. I think he was a patsy. Uh, the theory is that he was uh, trying to assassinate the governor of Texas. I don't think he. Wouldn't it be f- I don't think he had a gun up there. You don't think he had a gun up there? No. Whoa, well, you're blowing my mind. Wait, why do why don't you think he had a gun? Uh, I think the gun was planted. They didn't let the plant the police didn't they didn't let anybody in for a while. I mean, I guess that's normal, but I think they had ample opportunity to plant the gun. Um, the gun he was supposed to have used is notoriously inaccurate. Lee Harvey Oswald was a terrible shot in the army. He had a CIA handler who basically set him up. Mm. Chelsea handler. Yeah, and it was Chelsea handler. <laughs> and it was Chelsea handler. <laughs> and that's Lee baby. That's that's you, what you're... tipped us off. It was the last name. It's the same. Yeah. It's the word of what she is. She she's unpleasant. Is she? I don't know. She's just she got not. Naked. I don't. She got... She's not on my radar. <laughs> she, she, she got I think naked or something for before the election to try to tell people to vote. She had a That's weird cool. She's, she had a weird week before the election. She she posted a photo of herself naked with just covering her boobs and also like tried to ask Andrew Cuomo out. That's hot, and he that's, rejected her. No, that's he rejected that's, that's her. That's not a weird week for Chelsea Handler. That's her. That's her. That's her brand. That's mm. weird. It's being, weird. She's a mess, but she owns it. You know. Like yeah. Oh, well, Cuomo is a, just a nutbag. <laughs> Yeah, he is a nutbag. Uh, that uh, yeah, that clip of him chewing out the guy for asking whether schools were open. Are you was very funny. a dunce? Can you not what understand? What are you saying? Are you a dumb man? Are you? <laughs> I am Mario. No, I'm not Mario. I am Andrew, the son of Mario. He was Super Mario. He had a brother named Luigi. And you want to doubt that I am the prince of the Mushroom Kingdom? No good, <laughs> sir. I am Andrew. <laughs> I mean, the rules are like the reporter was asking a a totally justified question because New York now has these insane rules like that are impossible to keep track of. Like they have like whether or not the schools are open is based on a mathematical equation that has probabilities and two versions there's two different mathematical equations there are some people who like look if you're too stupid to figure out math then maybe you shouldn't be a little stupid fucking baby all the time you dumb fucking journalist right so so Cuomo's like are you an idiot if you take the averages from all of these places and then divide by this number and then you'll clearly get 2.5 percent which means, you fucking idiot, that we don't need to close the schools. Listen, you absolute fucking Claude. <laughs> it's like, what? damn. Listen, you goddamn piece of diarrhea besmirched f- 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 fafala. <laughs> 
I'm gonna chop off your dick with my letter opener, okay? Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> I don't glad know why I... I'm doing an Adam Sandler voice for Andrew Cuomo, yeah. but it fits. Qu- uh, Sandler is gonna play Cuomo in the in the movie about COVID, of which there will be an interminable amount. Uh, Can you imagine? And he hooks up with Ronona Ryder, but he gets angry at people for no reason, and he has like oh absurd God. strength. There's gonna be so many movies about COVID. Cuomo's gonna be like the hero. In mm. most of them, uh, uh, Fauci is going to be Fauci is a hero to a certain yeah. class of people. He's fine. Uh, Garchetti a, is a hero to the a mayor fucking of collection of weird libs. Yeah, the L.A. guy, uh, because they credit him for also doing the bare minimum. Yeah, well, uh, but he did it. He did it. Who knows, uh, man? What's the right thing to do? I say mask, mask mandates, no lockdown. That's what I say. Mask mandates, no lockdown. There mm. should probably be a lockdown, bruh. Nah, bruh. Bruh. Bruh, no. What about the, I want the, rest, the restaurant? I need You do it. takeout. Just takeout. That's not enough. Just got to subsidize the restos, you know. Oh, no way. We would never do government. We only subsidize. We need to get Linda McMahon on it. She's the small <laughs> business czar. Well, that's Linda the... McMahon loves restaurants. Do you, so what's your prediction? Are we going to have uh, anything from the government um, ever again? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, I think there's a pretty likely thing that Biden's going to do another stimulus thing. Um, only if he wins if we win a senate like two senate seats in georgia that's the only way uh i i think it's a popular enough mandate that i think you could swing the uh well well, then why wouldn't they do it Hmm? then if it's a if they cared about it being a popular mandate they would have done it (laughs) when trump could have used it to win the election i i mean do you Uh, do you think they didn't do it to throw trump under the bus no i think I think no. I think they didn't do it because I, I think that's one possibility. Because I do think uh, that you know there is a certain group of the Republican people that even though they use Trump, they don't really like him, and they would rather he be out in favor of someone more predictable and manageable. Um, and the other thing about it is, I think you know we ascribe the GOP too much power too. Sometimes, mm. occasionally, they can be just as incompetent as the Democrats. And stick to a pointless ideological issue uh, against the better ideas of real politic. Because if Trump had passed another stimulus bill, he would have won. Yeah, he he would have fucking won. won, probably. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he could have done. Um, just so a yeah, I think bit. you can either. Yeah, I think you could chalk it up to incompetence. Yeah, it might be incompetence. I mean, as with all things, it's a bunch of different things that all yeah. creating a confluence of events that we call life. Yeah, but I think if, like, Biden doesn't—I think if Biden and the Senate around him doesn't pass a stimulus, you know, it's going to be—it's going to be really bad for everybody, I think, you yeah. know. Well, just, clearly what we need is like a, a stimulus for Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Ford, yes. General Motors, and one— Obama guy, Styles. And then one poor person. <laughs> one lucky lottery winner. You I think that was, you know, the first round of super disillusionment with Obama was the stimulus package and how yeah. it was pitched as this gift to ordinary Americans when Tarp. it was just plain. Everyone could see on its face that it was just this corporate welfare package. Yeah, well, it's a, it was called TARP because like, yes. when it's raining, what you want is 
you don't want a house. No, fuck that. You want to be outside in the rain, and all you have is a tarp to put over to put over you for this to safeguard well, you from the elements. Well, we'll call it fucking tarp. Those goddamn rubes in Tennessee love their goddamn. <laughs> Fucking Bass Pro Shops equipment. Yeah. Fucking rubes. So the, the Biden plan... <laughs> I like the idea of, like, hyper-elitist Obama just being openly disdainful. Oh. I think they're fucking scum. Well, I we want... should talk about... We should talk about Obama... Obama's... Obama's memoirs? Memoirs. Oh, yeah, those are great. I the read, uh, Foucault and Marx. Who the pussy? You know, I just wanted to get some. Did you see that? <laughs> it was... Uh, lucky, Michelle was a dum-dum. She didn't read any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I saw the fact that he said he said something that he read Foucault and Marx to get with an ethereal bisexual. Yeah, <laughs> and so the phrase ethereal bisexual has been making the rest. Yeah, and then he just got uh, friend zoned. Yeah. So I understand, Jennifer, that you like the Panopticon and you like to eat puss. How about giving the old Barry Wheelberry a try? <laughs> you can call me Wheelberry. Cause you call that's, me Wheelberry. That's the move. I, I can stand on my hands, and you can drive me around, holding my feet. Yeah, you can drive me around. You can lift up my legs and eat up my asshole. That's called the Wheelberry. <laughs> oh man! And while I'm doing it, I go vroom. <laughs> See how fast we could go around the room while you're eating up my asshole. Whoa! That sounds fun, man. Yeah, the do it. Convince your friends to do a wheelberry invented by Barack Obama. Yeah, salute. Uh, same sex pervert yeah. Barack Obama. You got to salute when you're doing it too. Uh, was I talking about this? No, I think I was talking about this with someone else. But the idea that you know Obama, he never had any rape allegations. Sure, he's an elitist, bohemian grope type of guy. But I believe he's like where he's at the eyes wide shut party. There's the pedophile room, and Obama's like, nope. Not for me. I'll abstain. <laughs> See, it was around me all the time. I could have done it whenever I wanted. Just wasn't my thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, um, I don't think he's uh, a sex freak. I did see you tell someone on Twitter to look up uh, a dossier about Margaret Thatcher. Uh, Westminster, the Westminster file yeah, what the, you're talking what's about? The, what's going on with the Westminster files? Oh, the Westminster file was just, uh, this widespread investigation of pedophiles uh in british parliament uh one prominent one was a member of the liberal party i can't remember his name at this point but you know uh there was just this massive collection of information including damning evidence of a lot of conservative mps as well it was passed to margaret thatcher who quashed it she queefed it. But it basically, it, it basically, a lot of people posit that the information contained basically says all of her cabinet was pedophiles. <laughs> they were all mm. diddling kids on the reg, you know. And it was basically like, as people theorize, this sort of bizarre hazing ritual among the elite where, you know, you, you show you can keep the biggest secret of all. Yeah. Uh, kind of like... I don't know uh, if it's that fucked up. Kind of like... Uh... Nexium, in a way. Yeah. Collateral. Yeah, collateral. collateral. It's Keith Ranieri knew what he was doing. Oh, he man. He knew how to get it, people. So how's your plan going to get into federal jail with old Keith? Is it progressive? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I have been trying to do homemade ecstasy <laughs> and distribute it across state lines. The problem is I'm just getting pop rocks. Just keep accidentally hey, making pop yeah. rocks. Yeah. 
Oh man, I would love some homemade ecstasy. It's like you, you don't you don't really know what attributes it's gonna have. It's like, oh, well, this yeah, batch yeah. was a little better than the last batch that made me turn blue. It was mostly colloidal silver. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, they don't make the old ecstasy out of colloidal silver. Grandpa's old timey good fashioned ecstasy. We put the mm mm in mm mm DMA. <laughs> Or something fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pepperidge mm-hmm. Farm brand ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Artisanal ecstasy, like ecstasy you can see being made by hand, like at Cold Stone Creamery. Oh, I'd love Except to. It's Cold Stone ecstasy. Love that Cold Stone Creamery. Love how they fold the candy in to the ice cream mm-hmm. with those cold paddles. Ugh. I want an anti-griddle. Has there been like a, has there been a, I would like to see a movie death where somebody's face is cold fried on an anti-griddle. You mean stuck to like a, a very cold surface? Well, yeah, well, yeah, but, or it's like, I don't know, if you expose bare human skin to an anti-griddle, what happens? What's an, is an anti-griddle a very cold, cold griddle? Yeah, anti-griddle is a cold yeah, surface. Don't yeah, don't you stick to it? Don't, I guess you and would then, stick and to then you it. Try you to probably, lift, your skin would probably yeah, rip your off, your skin I rips guess. off. Yeah. I think that'd that, be cool. I think that's in like some like movies about Stalingrad or something where <laughs> uh, somebody gets yeah. frozen to like a tower. And well, they they fall they asleep on up. the ground and their face gets frozen into the ground and then the Nazis are like get up and then they're like force him to get up and he rips his skin uh, off of no, his face that's no good. and then he's like a two faced guy and then the Nazis are freaked out because they're they're freaked out by it so they run away screaming and then he's <laughs> and then he sits back. In, in the corner and just well, with the w- out. Well, with the way that communism has infected academia, everyone's a Stalingrad now. Hmm. Hmm. And that's my hmm. that's that's my uh, Tucker Carlson joke. Ah, uh, Tucker. <laughs> Good old Tucker. He's uh, he, Tucker's dialing it back a little. I think he uh, realized. That's he, good. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Why are you so afraid? You expressed fear of Tucker Carlson gaining political clout. Well, because he, Do not... um, I think he would use it for bad things. But I don't know. I mean, I don't. I think he might be smart enough to know that it's better to just make a lot of money than try to be president. That was, and this is connected to a point I wanted to get to, which is like to keep Trump from running in twenty twenty four. What I would suggest is. We drop the lawsuits against him and make him get a job, not make him, but convince him to get a job where he's making a shit ton of money and just have him make. We just have to renew The Apprentice. Yeah, just Just, renew (laughs) The Apprentice, have him make money and just be happy making money. The problem is NBC won't do that because they they got to take the MSNBC principal stance. They're Mm. not going to renew. They're not going to do The Apprentice. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so just... they're probably or so we got to get Fox, I guess, to renew The Apprentice. It's got to move to Fox. <laughs> I'm what I am worried about is that he's like president in exile for four years, and then he's like, now I'm gonna take back what's rightfully mine, and then he wins. Nah, he's he's not that. I think if he, I think if he can find fame in an easier path to that, I, I don't think he's got the heart for a military coup. Not military. Uh, I'm not talking about a military coup. I'm just saying he's gonna like, you know, be run for president again in four years and and might have a shot if he's keeping his base um, pissed off about the stolen election. 
Yeah, especially if he starts his own news network in that time and then runs for president yeah, as well. Yeah, or just gloms yeah. onto one. Or could happen, but I don't know. I we, I think Trump is traumatized from this experience. I don't think <laughs> he wants to go back. You know, I think he's probably just like they're gonna try and make me go back. I have to please these fans, these terrible people. They come at me with their dirty hands, uh, and yeah, I I think. It's just so evident that he hates the people that gave him power, and he doesn't want any part of it anymore. But maybe I'm just reading too much into it. It's probably I'm probably underestimating the massive ego this guy has. Yeah, I think he's got such a big ego that he does want to. I mean, I think he just wants to keep being president. It's a hard thing to give up. I mean, he can do anything he wants, basically. Um, Kinda, but he's also under way more increased scrutiny. Which I think, uh, you know, when he was just a businessman, he enjoyed more of an air of infallibility, especially when he was on The Apprentice, where he is like God. He is made to be the chooser, the decider, he who points the finger. And because he's just a character, you don't actually have to look into his credentials or his, you know, morality. Mm. Uh, But once you become president, which is, you know, wrapped up in public perception of these things... Uh, you're open to that. And I think uh, Trump is maybe more sensitive to hatred than people might think he is. Hmm. Like, people think he just brushes all that shit, but I think he just powers through it by just railing Adderall and doing zannies all the time. Oh, I would love to rail uh, some Adderall, man. Railing it, huh? That's where you... That's where you snort. he snorts Adderall. Oh, okay. I thought railing was a butt thing. Could be that as well. That's Maybe when you're getting railed by Adderall. I get yeah. I get railed by Adderall. See, see what you got to do is you got to put the Adderall in a pressurized air canister <laughs> and explode your intestines. Yeah, with the I Adderall. shoot the Adderall up the my butt run. with uh, pressurized air uh, to get yeah. it all the way up there. Ooh. Bro, it was a prank. It's a prank, bro. Uh, can you imagine having to explain that to, like, the parents of the kid who has a colostomy? Yeah. It was a prank, Mrs. Stevenson. <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know that it would literally explode his butthole. Oh, my God. Maybe that's how Trump is going to go. We're all going to go like Stan Shira. Mm. Am I going to go like Stan Shira? That's a song in the Trump musical. Oh, That's yeah. what he's got to do. It's oh, got to be Hamilton, but Trump. Yeah, Lin Manuel is going to write a Trump musical. And, oh, God. <laughs> the the white equivalent to the the oh, white no. supremacist equivalent to Lin Manuel Miranda, Linwood Mariner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Linwood Mariner, and I am here to write the rap musical of Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump. He's not taking no dumps. This is Linwood Mariner. Well, I was thinking about signing up for Parlor to get a load of the <coughs> the uh, alternate. To gawk? Re- yeah, to, to gawk at the. Why alternate you can just reality. go to Poll for free? No, it's not because Poll is different and Nazi. Do they shit. use their real names on Parlor? Yes. Okay, that's what. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, though. yeah. It's. I don't want to go on Fortune. It's just. It's sad there. Um, uh, that's what was funny that happened this week is um, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse got bail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not the funny part. The funny part is that the MyPillow guy and Ricky Schroeder, <laughs> television's Ricky Schroeder. Right. Who was he again? Uh, 
He was he's just on everything. He was like on NYPD Blue. Mm. He was on Dexter. He was a child actor. He was known for this. There's this clip of him uh, in this television movie called The Champ, where he's this little like blue eyed blonde hair kid, you know, just like this like little airy and perfect child. And the movie is about this boxer getting killed and his son is, you know, champ. Why would you get up, champ? Mm-hmm. Champ! And it's little Ricky Schroeder, and it's such a, it's such a horrifyingly moving performance from this little kid that they like actually show it in psychological studies in order to evoke sadness in people, uh, which I think is you know maybe sort of informs people about the character of Ricky Schroeder. I think. I don't think child acting de facto fucks you up, but I think a certain aggressive form of child acting can fuck you up. Yeah, well, uh, I guess he, maybe it did. He gave two million dollars bail. Yeah, uh, he's with Scott Bayo as a Republican former child actor. Stephen Crowder is classic. We also have Frankie Muniz up there. Frankie Muniz is the Jim. man. Frankie Muniz is the man. He's can't great. remember shit. Has two, so many strokes. Yeah, he's he can't remember anything about Malcolm in the Middle. It's very sad. It's funny. <laughs> but he's also a Republican. He is. Which you know maybe you can blame. Yeah, he's a he's a big Republican. He was he lives in Arizona and he's buddies with Joe Arpaio or like talks does praiseworthy statements to Joe Arpaio. Oh, which okay, is maybe funny. I'll have to revise my statement. I didn't know that Frankie Muniz was a you Republican. You didn't know that Frankie Muniz had, like, big Republican takes? No, because he doesn't have any takes on his Twitter account. He's just got, like, nice guy takes. Yeah, well, I think he deleted his crazy takes. Um, oh. I think he might be getting more strokier with it. I don't I shouldn't say that. I, I'm, I yeah, don't mean no, to speculate yeah, you're, you're about right. Frankie Muniz himself. He's on the right... Okay, yeah. Isn't he out and proud? No, he's married. To I mean, sorry, you can't. That's <laughs> that's pre two thousand eight. Me talking. He's married to a woman. Oh, oh. No, he's no. I I meant that out and proud conservative, not an out and proud homosexual. Oh, yeah, that's Homos- such a weird thing with me that like the gay marriage thing was such a big deal at like Catholic school growing up that I still will sometimes say, no, he's married to, is he gay? Which is mm. just like this cognitive dissonance that lives on within me that I have in there deep. Yeah, it's crazy. Because, like, you know, the Catholics were horrified <laughs> gay marriage. Yeah, except, um, yeah, I guess they're still horrified. They, oh, they yeah. still haven't changed their line They're horrified on that. to this day. Even though, like, the Pope recently said something vaguely nice about gay people, but oh, it's always been their line that... That Pope that, thing, that Pope is crafty. That Pope, I I attribute that Pope to ecumenical mistranslation, which he kind of does mm-hmm. on purpose. He says something, because this Pope's whole deal is to, like, pretend to be uh, more lenient and nice to, yeah. to get people Pope back. Aggressive. Yeah, he wants to get yeah. people back in the church because he's their real their primary thing they're worried about is that people are leaving. Everybody the is SJW cucks now, <laughs> and we have to appeal to them, or else we will lose our religion. So there are many yeah. people that want to be Catholic and also walk, and we have to appeal to these stupid, stupid people. I mean, really, what he said was like we should have peaceful coexistence with them with gay people and instead mm. it gets translated as civil unions yes civil mm. and as in like not uncivil relations uh but 
they allow it to be translated as civil unions, and then everyone is like, "Oh, I'm going to start going to church again." Oh, oh like mm-hmm. I can I can go back to church now. I can go back to giving money at ch- giving money to church now. <laughs> yeah, I got um, man. I so uh, for some reason I just angrily tweet on uh, former colleague Derek Sloan, current Canadian MP. I tweet on his Twitter page. Mm-hmm. And I know he doesn't pay attention, and I know he doesn't manage his own Twitter page. Or what it, maybe he does, actually. He probably doesn't have that much of a team being the MP from Leeds and Grenville County. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the one of his... Uh, I mean, he's got a lot of bad takes, but uh, one is the opposition to Bill C-6. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. So C6 is a bill uh, which in Canada, which will make the criminal code, it will revise the criminal code such that conversion therapy is banned. Mm-hmm. And we all agree this is a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Conversion therapy, where you convince gay people, you pray the gay away, you know, you pray the trans away, you pray the queer away in general. We all agree that's bad for people, right? <laughs> Seems like a no-brainer, right? But And what's interesting about Derek is that he knows that the gay issue is lost. So the argument they're making now is actually derived from like the Abigail Schreier thing where it's like uh, we need certain types of conversion therapy because lots of gay youth are being convinced that they're trans and we need conversion therapy to stop gay youth from being trans. Maybe yeah. this was just a turf that, that I was arguing Yeah, with. that's not going to work. I mean, that's they've already lost the battle. That's funny, though. That's mm-hmm. never going to work. I mean, because mm-hmm. they're having to... Now they're saying, well, gay people are okay, but what's going to... We're worried that now there aren't going to be any more gay people because the, the trans people are going to turn all the gay people trans. Mm-hmm. Like how all the gay people will turn straight people gay, and now the trans people turning gay people trans. It's like it's like yeah. one. You, that's how this thing works. That's how it's all put together. That's how they. It's uh yeah, and it's well. That's the weird thing about turfs to me. So like a lot of people I uh, who I see put forth this, and I got banned. I got I was in free speech jail because I said to this turf person, uh, "I hope you end up in turf hell where you have to eat Jermaine Greer's spiked pussy for eternity." Wait, on Twitter, did you get banned? <laughs> just, I thought it was. What? You got banned on Twitter. I only only for twelve. Yeah, hours, I got I got one of those too recently because I was uh, yeah. threatening to. <laughs> tar and feather um some uh, michigan representatives who are trying to steal the election you see that's an actual threat though so i, it wasn't I didn't really. say i was going to i said you should be there you go and so now what i I've would res- like it if you suffered well, now what i've resorted to do i just found a picture of the last guy to be tarred and feathered who looks fucked mm. up and I, now i just post that that guy's picture on my michigan representatives that i don't like their Twitter pages, mm. so they can just see what it's like. Anyway, go on. There you you, go. you were putting uh, twi- images aren't speech, right? You were putting. Twi- well, they. I'm not making any threats. I'm just being like, oh look, this there guy was go. tart and feathered. That's this interesting. Guy was also tart and wow. Feathered, yeah. Look, here's a picture. Just of a- put pictures of the Abu Ghraib guy. Yeah. <laughs> the Abu Ghraib hood guy. Um. So so you were, you were putting uh, Twitter free speech jail. Um. Yeah. Well, just for insulting turfs. Uh. The, the turf reported me. Yeah, and I, I I kept shrieking and shrieking at them on Twitter, calling them bigoted, and for some reason that made them not like me. <laughs> yeah, well, I I tend to go ham on these people just because I as I uh, uh, the thing that I find one of the things that I find most rage inducing is when 
straight people try and pit queer people against each other. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it works a lot of the time also makes me uh, fucking filled with vomit as hatred. Because it's just, we've always been support. Gay people have benefited from the support of trans people from the very beginning. And because we were slightly more normative, we got out of the hole first. Um, So it's like to abandon them just because we're out of the hole, you know. Seems fucking ludicrous and awful. Uh, and I don't like it when people try and sow discord amongst a community which doesn't need that sort of thing. Well, one thing about people's sexuality is they're always trying to go out and convince other people to change their sexuality to a mirror the one that you have. And the right does that with... Well, that's their tactic not only with, um, like the gay and queer communities that's their tactic yeah they appeal the to minorities. homo nationalism yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely the candace owens bid yeah, yeah uh you fancy black people should hate the poor black people it's as simple as that oh well uh, the, i mean yeah. and, and with different minorities in general like they you know they'll pit yeah fancy latinos right. they came out way and even if they're not fancy they think of themselves as the fancy latinos so they yeah. came out in favor of the bad latino against the bad latinos uh there's always you know did you see that was the most mm-hmm. i'm sorry i just to, the craziest stat that i saw was like i thought the latino support for trump was just limited to fucking cubans in florida but did no. you see how ham border latinos like yeah. Texas border Latinos went for Trump. It was crazy. Like they basically everyone in like every Latino in a border county in Texas voted for Trump, which was fucking yeah. uh, interesting. I don't know how to explain because that. Because once again, fancy lat no, it's it's easily explained. Fancy Latinos versus the bad Latinos. We immigrated here correctly, you didn't, and you're making us look bad. So we hate hmm. you. Hmm. Pure, I think a lot, a part of it also is that um, they're they're in higher rates um, Christian, a little more Christian than maybe the white people. Yeah, a little more puritanical. What you're saying? Well, you know, they're more probably more anti-abortion. They're probably more traditional family structure. Mm. So yeah, they're more inclined to the Republicans for that reason. Yeah, I guess they don't buy Joe Biden's Catholicism. Yeah, they're gonna. He's a pro- Catholic, they're right? probably gonna excommunicate Joe Biden. <laughs> they they want to. Uh, I I I want to go back to your your prediction of they're going to try and impeach Biden with Hunter Biden mm-hmm. shit. Because uh, I think that's that interesting. Or the stealing and I think that's either that or st- yeah, either that or the stealing the election stuff. I'm not sure which one. I don't think, yeah, I don't think if if Trump decides to run again, he will get the nomination because there is no counter to him in the party. There's no nope. representative of the previous ruling Republican class like uh, that strikes any sort of inspiration in anyone. Even though Trump, you know, fucked up a lot, like his, uh, you can see from the stats, his voter share with everyone from white males went up by uh, significant amounts. So... And, and, you know, if the question, oh, can Trump win back the white males? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Can uh, he win back the educated people? Some of the educated people, I think. would be. The- I think he can. It depends on what happens with Biden. If the economy tanks under Biden, yeah, he could fucking win back the educated people. Well, if they don't want the economy to tank, he's been appointing the wrong people or signaling. Educated people. 
are also rich people. Yeah, Biden has been signaling he's going to appoint like a sort of a budget hawk guy. Budget hawk guy. So so like an austerity guy. So no. And that seems pretty bad for the economy yeah. at this point. Yeah. Well, we need. I mean, wouldn't. We, <laughs> depends isn't the general rule when like no businesses can operate because of outside circumstances you print the money like isn't that just orthodoxy um, i thought yeah. that was orthodoxy yeah yeah that's what we need to be doing it's what we have been doing although mnuchin has like hobbled that capability on purpose to handicap biden going in so mnuchin mm. has just has like basically took back all the available money and has shut down some of the federal lending programs that they enacted the emergency federal lending programs so is not good um it could be who knows them maybe it's coordinated because there's people are scared that biden will go the austerity route because our debt is ballooning and really the the whole thing with that keynesian economic stuff is like yes that is orthodoxy however there is a point at which it is it becomes bad and the whole trick is just like not doing it after that point which would be when we really start to devalue our currency so it's just hard like people uh but budget hawks on the right are always crying wolf that now we're about to do it like now we're about to do it and china's gonna adopt the gold standard and overtake us and then we're all going to be pegged to the to the what is it the yuan the yen yuan yuan but that's, yuan no i'm off uh i don't know i mean i don't think that's going to happen i think we can just keep on printing money uh, as long as we don't give it to people <laughs> we just put it in a big pile and watch it grow right. well, steadily. Well, uh, I've been I'm I've been pretty convinced that we could do UBI up to a point until at, we give UBI to everyone until we get rid of the debt. Um, I'm in favor of a debt jubilee, but if people want to do it, with, you've expressed that before. If people want to do it via UBI, it's basically the same thing. It's just done over time, but it won't create yeah. inflation because the debt isn't is not for goods, so there won't be like inflation on goods and and services because the debt already is it's like it's negative space, and we're just filling that in. And then once we get back to level, then you then you got to cut it off. And the problem is we won't we would not politically be able to cut it off. But Americans hold so much debt that you could just keep them on UBI forever and their just interest will keep increasing. <laughs> Actually, no, I think what I read was we could give everyone 15,000 a year for about 4 years. I mm. think cuz I think the average amount of debt that people hold is like 60,000. Yeah. But you know. Wouldn't it be funny if they did UBI and just like the only industry that becomes anything is Funko Pops? Like people just spend their, their <laughs> neat bucks on Funko Pop, and they have the giant Funko Pop factories, and everything is mediated through Funko Pops, and we have Funko Pop health insurance, and you know Funko they they become like Marriott, and they, there's a bunch of corrupt Funko Pop retirement homes. Yeah, Funko uh, Pops should vertically in- integrate, uh, <laughs> they control everything. Maybe we can get uh, the lobby. Yeah. There's a Funko Pop on the president's desk. <laughs> I like the idea that everyone um, gets UBI and they just immediately all turn into basement dwelling neckbeards. Oh my god! Yeah, 
They just, I, I, the free government money, I need to buy an anime waifu pillow now. <laughs> They're like people that were like, just, and it, it happens to everybody, including like, uh, uh, you know, I'm an old man, I'm an old, I, I lived on this ranch for 40 years, I don't know what any Japanese cartoon is, but I got this money and now I have to fuck my waifu. I love the idea of the old guy, the old, very old anime guy. So, in 50 years, or no, it's going to be like 60 years, I guess. Are people yeah. are, I, guess, I mean, are there 40-year-olds who are 40-year-olds who are really into anime in this country? 40-year-olds who are really, there are 60-year-olds who are into you anime. Think? Um, yeah, because anime first became, uh, anime first became into nerd vogue in the mid-80s, you know, like uh, old heads would probably be watching stuff like uh, Urusei Yatsura, or like Space Battleship Yamato, or like Macross, hmm. like old heads would probably be watching that shit from the 80s. So if you were like a 20-something in 1985, so if you were 20 in 85, how many years has it been since 85? Uh, to 30, uh, 35. No. Yes. yes. Yes, 35. So yeah, you could have easily have like 55-year-old, and I'm sure there were 30-year-olds that liked that shit back then too. Well, so. that'll be yeah, weird. Sure. That will be, won't uh, that be weird? Old Ed, well, yeah, instead of talking about it, we had people back then. We had Lillian Gish and Clark Gable. Instead, we're talking about, we had the, the foundational voice for Goku was Sean Schemmel in the West. He was the one that really established the character. Uh, the Majin Buark, as we know it, uh, or like people that, people, uh, Alzheimer's patients uh, who... You can only revive them by playing like Benny Goodman music. Now you can only reply them by playing that's in the and they start, you know, their dead eyes start lighting up and they start moving around yeah. and they start saying, Ah, Shinji, oh, that's, the human instrumentality project. That is, uh, the, that is extremely <laughs> depressing for some reason. Uh, I guess it's good uh, though. Everything, yeah, because it's things that were once, you know new and cutting edge and yeah. flying into the old decrepitude of history. Well, I mean, you know, there's not going to be two more generations. We're dying out. Our birth rates are plummeting. So, uh, that's maybe we'll, you know, does they can't doesn't mean they can't rise again, you know. Who the, the doesn't mean we can't birth rates? See see maybe mm. that's like I was having this covid conspiracy theory today. What if this whole thing of like uh this whole COVID is manufactured because they're trying to get people to fuck. What they do is they get everyone really antsy and isolated for like 18 months. No, and then it's, uh, it's making... when they finally release us all in the summer, it's going to be a back and out. Oh. We're just going to be like, oh, you uh, mean after? Yeah. We're going to be coming every, yeah, after, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're going to like have all, it's like edging, but edging on a continent wide scale. Yeah. So we'll have all this pent up fuck energy. Yeah, the CIA is going to be like a second baby boom. CIA is going around poking pinprick holes and condoms all over, <laughs> wearing the, the pointy hats. Yeah. I saw. But that's Matt Iglesias' thing. One billion Americans. Well, he wants to do that through immigration. Um, that, uh, that's his idea. I see. Which is like not through fucking. No. Which Lame. Is, uh, that I thought the book was about how we needed to fuck more no, in America. The, no. Fuck you, Matt Iglesias. Lame. I mean, you know, I I don't. I go back and forth on immigration. I mean, ideologically, yeah, we should have a we should have like allow immigration, 
it is not great overall for other reasons, but ideologically we should have it. I mean, uh, yeah, in current system, many problems crop up with immigration that affect uh, livelihood of people in country. But if we have true international standard of communism, as uh, <laughs> theorized by Maoist, third worldist, and other such, uh, maybe we can get rid of the problems that come with having countries with unique standards of living. Because mm-hmm. that's really where the problem with immigration is. It's like the fact that you have countries with different standards of living and people aspire to be in the countries with the better ones, which creates economic imbalances in both. So if there is no disparate standard of living, then that wouldn't be a problem. But which doesn't is that just result in like neither highs nor lows and just kind of make it worse in general no i no. the idea of like a universal uh standard of living i don't think would result in highs or lows i don't think it would i'm not even suggesting you know we get rid of the wealth inequality we can have some people if they work harder they can get a fancier toothbrush they can get fancier burlap clothes, uh, you know? Okay. <laughs> no. It's going to be a communist fucking paradise, you bitches. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not anything. I just think that uh, uh, we deserve, in a world of extreme wealth, we deserve more entitlement for the lower classes. That's all I want. Just slightly more UBI, some housing, maybe a right to food and health. I guess I'm asking a lot here, but compared to the current system. But uh, I think all of these things are commensurate with what should be the modern era. But we're still stuck in this sort of 19th century industrial workhouse mindset. It's hard to change eras. They don't. You don't get to just change eras like easily. Yeah, we're still, it's still Dickens. We're still on Dickens, basically. Mm, We haven't evolved past that shit. I don't know. And, uh, yeah. It's the, it's not the Dickensian aspect, but the dick in your ass right aspect of it. Well, that's all we got time for this week. Uh, tune in next week, same time, same place, House of Decline. Uh, follow us on Twitter for all you six people out there. Um, yeah, you can follow me at Naomi Decline now. I'm using yeah. my House of Decline pseudonym. Yeah, and I, uh, if I'm not in Twitter jail, Snap Deus on Twitter. But uh, happy Thanksgiving. Don't kill your parents. Thanksgiving Super Bowl. Don't kill Being them. eaten by your family. Don't kill the old people. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.